the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back as we head into our three six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Your line, your open line Friday as we do our final hour of the week. It seems like it's been a long week, doesn't it? We were talking with we are talking with uh, Jerry from Phoenix, um, who uh, describes himself as a liberal and wanted to discuss a few things um, having to do with liberal values that I was discussing in my monologue and in subsequent calls. Jerry, are you still with us? Yes, I am. Thank you, brother, for staying. Um, Go ahead and tell me again why it's okay from a liberal perspective to ban the former president of the United States from the venue most used for political conversation. Sure. I will, I will say this, that um, you don't speak meathead. <laughs> What's meathead? Meathead. You mean now, like from all two, in the family? No, I don't mean the character meathead. <laughs> I, mean, I mean like a meathead, a guy out there who I would label as a meathead. You're, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. But no, I'll, you're, if... an, you're, you're an intellectual, Seth. You're, you're an intellectual. You're educated, okay? You don't speak meathead, all okay, right? Okay, all right. So let me let me explain. Let okay. me explain, please. Okay. I, I grew up with meathead. Okay. I know the <laughs> right. I just never heard that term. I love it. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So when you when you tell a meathead that something was stolen from you, something someone cheated you, when you tell a meathead, uh, go and fight, when you tell a meathead, take back your country, when you tell a meathead maybe use Second Amendment uh, remedies to this problem, a meathead doesn't take that to mean go and petition your local politician, write your local politician. Uh, A meathead takes that as literally, let's go fight, let's go kick some A. That's what a meathead thinks. And that's what Trump did leading up to the, the January 6th riots. He did not state specifically go and riot, go and take back the Capitol. But Trump speaks in much the same manner that a mob boss speaks. When he tells one of his capos, hey, go, ter- go take care of that thing that we talked about. See, he doesn't say, state specifically what that thing is, but the capo, the meathead, understands what that thing is, what the mob what boss What did means. he directly tell the audience on January 6th? He said, let's go march to the Capitol and let the, let our politicians know how we feel. I'm okay? looking so at the can... transcript. He says, I know what everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Now, is he responsible for the meatheads misunderstanding what peacefully and patriotically means? You have to know your audience. You okay. have to know your audience. Okay. Seth. And he didn't he doesn't understand his audience. He, if he thinks that those people were going to go down to the Capitol and peacefully protest. He doesn't understand his audience. Or maybe he does, but like I said, a mob boss has a way of skirting legality. So if I hear you right, line. if I hear you right then, every speaker has to reduce their level of talk 
to the comprehension and understanding of the least wise person in that audience, such that if you think I'm not a meathead, I really shouldn't be on the air. Because you want me to reduce my language to the level that only the least wise can appreciate. No, no, no. That's no. That's not what I'm saying. That's exactly I'm, what you just said. Donald Trump didn't understand what the least wise in his audience would think when he said peacefully and patriotically march. He you said un- he directed an inc- you he directed incitement. Please let me explain. Sure. He did not understand the anger and fervor that he had stoked in that audience in the months leading up to that rally, okay, by his accusations that the, uh, that the election had been stolen from him, that there was cheating going on. And he had been stating that he stated this in the 2016 election, that they were going to try to uh, rig the election. And how he won, if it was rigged, I don't know. But he never recanted that, considering that he won. And then he was stating that the election was going well, to be why, rigged. But why, Jer, why, Jerry, yeah. why, Jerry, does, um, why does Nancy Pelosi get to say that the 2016 election was stolen and Donald Trump doesn't get to say the 2020 election was stolen? Why does, when Nancy Pelosi is asked about the violence that police had to vacate from Baltimore when they threw a statue of Christopher Columbus into the river, get to say people will do what people will do, thus encouraging more violence rather than denouncing it? Why does she get her free speech rights and a presence on Twitter but Donald Trump doesn't. Well, okay, Why does all, every I, Democrat who ever <laughs> said fight, including Chuck Schumer, who by name identified two conservative Supreme Court justices as inheriting the whirlwind if they don't vote the way he wants to on a decision, get to maintain his Twitter account? That is a direct incitement. He sure. said they will pay the price. What would a meathead think that means? And I don't agree with that type of language. Okay, but should he be banned from Twitter? I don't know. I really can't tell you the truth. So Um, is it to you, a liberal philosophy, a philosophy of liberalism, that someone subjectively in your position gets to say it's okay who's banned and who's not based on what meatheads would understand their speech to mean? Well, okay, let's let's first understand that Twitter and Facebook and Google are private entities. I I never said the First Amendment. I said free speech. Okay, well, free speech applies to the First Amendment. Yes, it does, and it applies to not the First Amendment as well. And I thought liberals believed in free speech. You said liberals believed in free speech. And I also said there are limits on things that liberalism will tolerate. You bet. You You bet. Incitement Um, would be a limit. Yes. What's the uh, law and, of incitement? When, when you are a private entity, you can determine what you what you sure it's sure it's just not freedom are, of it's just not allowing freedom of speech. Well, and that's subjective to the private entity. Uh, I know? understand, and it is, seems to be subjective only against conservatives. It was it was something I'll, I'll kind of throw it back at you. It was something that Barry Goldwater he objected to the 1964 Civil Rights Act because he felt. That these that these private businesses should have the right to determine who they serve. That's right. Or not. That's right. It's That's not. right. And he was wrong. And, okay. Okay. He was wrong. So. Uh, and I think I he say, admitted he was wrong. And William Buckley admitted he was wrong. 
In hindsight, yes. In hindsight, they admitted they were wrong. In hindsight, they admitted they were wrong. But there were a lot of conservatives that thought that the Civil Rights Act should have gone forward, and that's why a higher percentage of Republicans voted for it than Democrats. It's not to make a cheap score. It's a point to be made that it was an interesting debate in conservatism about the limits of private enterprise. And those conservatives that opposed the Civil Rights Act did not do so on racial grounds that the Democrats who opposed it did. They did it on libertarian grounds. And I will just say one other thing about that. That whole point about the 64 Civil Rights Act and there being certain civil rights we don't think private enterprises should have – I, 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 and you, you and I may disagree, but I believe that freedom of speech is as important as equal rights under the Fourteenth Amendment, and I would apply it to private enterprises of certain sizes, where where that is the main public arena of discussion. I would, I would apply yeah. the sixty-four rights philosophy to freedom of speech and the internet right now. I would, but that's a separate argument from what I'm asking you as a liberal who supports free speech to articulate why conservatives don't get it for saying the same things that lefters, left wingers, and liberals do. Why does Schumer get to isolate two people by name and 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 threaten them and get to maintain his Twitter presence, and Donald Trump says peaceably and patriotically march and doesn't? Because when, when uh, Chuck Schumer stated those words, his crowd did not then march on the Supreme Court and try to... So it's a look-back test. Harm. If someone engages in violence after the fact of a speech, then the person who gives the speech should be banned going forward in the future? Because the problem with that philosophy is, or the problem with that theory, Jerry is that you had people who were planning these riots and this riot engagement before Donald Trump spoke. That's problem number one. Problem number two is you would be banning future speech based on past behavior and past speech. And I think that that's going to be a really big problem, such that Bernie Sanders would no longer be on Twitter under your philosophy. I just don't think it's liberalism to say freedom of speech for me but not for thee. And I don't think it's liberalism to say what Donald Trump said was incitement. To incite a riot is a specific thing. The Supreme Court understands it, and it means incitement is encouragement to imminent lawless action. Donald Trump did no such thing. Um, The U.S. Federal Code, 18 U.S. Code 2102, defines incitement as well. And it's not the same thing as advocacy. It requires direct encouragement to an act of violence that didn't exist. Donald Trump did not do it. You cannot find that encouragement. And if you define the ability of our speech to be reduced to the lowest common denominator, say goodbye to democracy or at least educated democracy. We could all use a little more Dolly Parton. That's the song if you need me. By the way, yesterday um, on that discussion of whether there's a more conservative rock song than Bob Dylan's Forever Young, there weren't a lot of arguments with that. But I did get a submission from a listener saying they think Neil Diamond's Coming to America song 
might be more conservative. Now, I know the immediate implication is to think, really, isn't this this a song about um, immigration? Yes, it is, legal immigration, but it's a beautiful song about things America. And if standing up for America is an essence of conservatism, just as the elements Bob Dylan sings about in Forever Young are essentials of conservatism, maybe so. Maybe so. But I am waiting for someone to unseat, definitively unseat Bob Dylan as the most conservative rock song writer because um, it's just hard to sleep with that. It's just hard to sleep with that. Um, Mike is in Scottsdale. Hi, Mike. Hi, Seth. Um, you were brilliant with that last caller. That was that was tremendous. Um, I uh, I just had a comment about it, though. Um, uh, Hillary, four years saying that the election was uh, messed with, and she said she, Donald Trump is not a legitimate president. Yes, and she said the election was was. Uh, uh, you know, with Russia and the whole thing, and and you touched on it a little bit with Nancy, but I, 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 I think yeah, Nancy Pelosi was, tweeted it and never took down yes, that our yes, election but, was hijacked. That's what she said. Yes. Our election was, was hijacked. hijacked. Yes. Those but were Hillary, that's what Nancy Pelosi's tweet said. I would have liked to hear what he thought about Hillary because that she's kind of like the god of, you know, of the liberal party right there. She she can do no wrong. She's the smartest woman in the world and. And I would like to hear what he thinks about her being able to say that, and at, not only her, but but multiple senators. So just so we're clear, I I don't know where you are on this, Mike. I'd like to know, but I have no problem if she wants to say that. It it just seems to me within a pretty broad range of speech that should be allowed in this country is to postulate that an election was unfair. Yes, I don't have a problem with anybody saying it. They I don't either. Perfect I mean, I'd, ar- I'd like it. to argue the point <laughs> with well, Hillary, sure, but it's the certainly problem, a legitimate point to make. The problem, the problem that really just... Legitimate me. point to make is wrong. It's a legitimate viewpoint to have protected yes. is what I meant. Yes. Okay. Yes, protected. Yes. But the, what, where it irritates me is people like that guy and all of the people that, that liberals... And and they they complain about Trump doing this or that or whatever. And when their people do it all the time, by the way, I mean there was multiple uh, senators, you know, that were actually verbally inciting riots and, and causing cities to burn and people to get killed. When they do it, then it's okay. And the media puts a puts a blackout on it. And then and then chiefs of police resigned. Yes. Because they did not have the support of their mayors. They took over the Wisconsin state capitol. Of course they did. Of course they did. And and here we've got one day where people were milling around inside the capitol just kind of having a party. It really wasn't. I mean, it was, you know, it, it wasn't anything like the Wisconsin capitol. They, they actually took it over militarily. James Hodgkinson, and, who nearly killed Steve Scalise, said he was inspired mm-hmm. by Bernie Sanders. If there's okay. a look-back test, then Bernie Sanders should not be on Twitter because, God forbid, meatheads in the world like James Hodgkinson might misinterpret what Bernie Sanders means. Exactly. And you do not give what's called a heckler's veto. That is to say, you do not circumscribe speech based on what a deranged listener may do with it. He's the guy that shot up the baseball Yes, field, that's right? correct. 
and if there wasn't a if there wasn't a Capitol police officer there there with a gun, he would have killed all of them. Do you remember? Um, this is a pretty deep point that's worth examining. Mm-hmm. Circa two thousand five, there was this controversy of a magazine in France that was publishing cartoons that were um, offensive to a large portion of the Muslim population. Muhammad mm-hmm. cartoons. Is that the one where the where the, uh, uh, the they had like a picture of one of the ayat of of some Muslim leader? You know, they had all kinds of. It, it was a satire oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of Muslim leadership, is what it was. They were having a contest. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and yeah. and and there was no paper in Europe, and no paper in America except for a student call one student college newspaper that would reproduce those cartoons. We had this huge debate about whether these cartoons inspired violence, but no one would print the cartoons. And no one would print the cartoons either out of sensitivity or because they thought it would inspire violence from a certain population of radical Muslim. I disagree with that. Well, I disagreed with it too, and I disagreed with it because I believe it is a very, very, very paternalistic point of view to say people can't handle speech and satire. No, I disagree with that. That that, that was the reason. Oh, I, I okay. think it, I think the reason was because they were afraid of getting being called a uh, 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 racist. That may be. That may be. That may be. But how do you have a debate about something when you can't see the something? Honestly, how do you have a debate about whether those cartoons were inappropriate or not if you can't see the cartoons? Right. Take our word for it. These cartoons are offensive. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, let's let's uh, vote on it and then – Tell me what liberal it. ever <laughs> said to the government. Okay, we'll take your word for it. We don't need to see that. Nancy Pentagon Pelosi. Papers. Nancy Pelosi. Let's let's vote on it, then we'll figure out yeah. what's in it. No, I know. It's a very anti-liberal point of view that doesn't trust the people to make their own decisions and be mature enough to handle speech that isn't a direct incitement to violence. Mm-hmm. It's just an this anti-liberal says, position. I'm sorry. Thank, Call thank, yourself a liberal, but it isn't liberalism. It's well, thank not, you for letting me air my, air my frustration. No, I interrupted you, Mike. You can have the last I, word. No, no. I just hope this guy's still listening because he needs to hear this stuff. He is like 100% wrong. So There are limits to free speech. There are. There are legal limits. Slander and libel, we all know. Incitement, direct incitement to violence, certainly another one. Copyright violations, we all agree with those. It's just that incitement is defined. And telling people to be peaceful ain't incitement. I've just made life easy. Actually, my producer, Bill, has made life easy. We found a subjective test. Excuse me. We found an objective test, objective test, on who no longer gets a Twitter account because they incite violence using the same language Donald Trump used. Let's write down the list. Here. Here's, here. We're making it easy. 
Go ahead. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look, as his character is stabbed to death. I, um, I counted three CNN employees, two MSNBC employees the Speaker of the House and the President of the United States and the senior senator from – yes, senior senator Cory Booker from New Jersey. And we didn't even get to the junior congresswoman from California, Maxine Waters. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now Twitter knows who to ban because they're inciting violence using language harsher than Donald Trump. Don is in Phoenix. Hi, Don. Seth, you're a great American. How are you today? <laughs> I don't know if I am or not, but thank you. I'll take the compliment. Could there be a higher compliment to anyone? Think about it. If you think this is the greatest country in the world, which I do, could you compliment someone better than by saying you're a great something that believes in the greatest? I That's a great compliment. What could be a greater compliment than you're a great American? I've traveled around the world. I've lived in other countries. There is there is not a more diverse. There is not a country where you could attain social status regardless of your background, your race, your religion. I mean, it's it's so ridiculous. And when I see people propping up China is being cultural and. You know, Iran is being cultural or whatever. Go there. There is no diversity. There is only one power, and they determine what is real. And uh, that's not the case here. We have freedom to speak our minds. We have freedom to have our own views and opinions. We have freedom to have our own faith. And I, what bothers me so much about this whole conversation, now those recordings made my point for me, we're not talking about BLM, we're not talking about Antifa, all of the riots, and what is it at the root of that? And it is the leftist mentality dividing our nation culturally, dividing it racially, dividing it economically, and it's such a tragedy because... You, you just um, you just scratch your head and say, how can I even, even saying that you're not a racist means you're a racist. Don, it's so sad. Um, it's so sad on so many levels because um, what I was saying earlier, in the real 19th century civil war, 
that took place between 1861 and 1865, it was about one big thing. And today we are so divided over so many things, including that one big thing, funny enough, including about that, not whether slavery is good or bad, but whether the founding of this country, among other things, justified its perpetuation. We debate that. We're divided over whether Abraham Lincoln was a hero. We're divided over whether conservatives should have the right to free speech or the freedom of speech. We're divided over so much. And it's really sad because we don't have to be. You know, we used to have a general consensus in this country. Barry Goldwater and Lyndon Johnson had two very diametrically opposed political philosophies, but they grew up reading the same books. Alex Acuna, Lee Rittenauer, Stanley Clark with Maynard Ferguson there. It's a hell of a team. I'll tell you about a hell of a product, Balance of Nature. If you want improved health, energy, and tremendously boosted immunity, you want Balance of Nature. I've been taking it for over a year now. I usually get sick several times a year. Haven't. Haven't. Not anywhere close, as the guy talks about on TV who also takes Balance of Nature, because you get tens of thousands of vital nutrients made from the stuff, a doctor a day, apples, the kind of stuff that you wish you could eat more of. Everything from apples and blueberries to cayenne pepper, wheatgrass, kale, carrots, garlic, pineapple, papaya, mango, cherries. They use their unique cold press process to reduce the nutrients from all those fruits and veggies into vegetarian capsules you can swallow once a day. If you don't like swallowing the capsules, they're easily openable to sprinkle into food and drink, and you are good to go. It's from all natural vine-ripened fruits that are and veggies that are third-party tested. No sugars, chemicals, or GMOs. It's a fantastic product. I take it every day. And they're offering free shipping and 35% off any new preferred order of their fruits and veggies. Balanceofnature.com is where to go. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE to take advantage of their special offer. You can also call them at 800-246-8751. Also, make sure to use the discount code balance when you call them. Balance of nature, good and good for you. Good for you because of the nutrients, good because you're buying a product that helps sponsor talk shows like this. Don, are you still there? Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised, but yes. Why are you surprised? <laughs> no, I, I just, I forgot I was even on the uh, phone. I was just listening in my car here. Oh, I'm glad I didn't interrupt anything. <laughs> that might have been embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> shut up yeah, yeah. exactly Idiot. yes that's exactly what i had on my mind hearing you yell shut up to someone did we make all our points or did you want to weigh in on anything else done you know the, the whole meathead concept i just want i just wanted to say the assumption that the meathead is the you know the white redneck gun no person, but there's meatheads in every group. I mean, there really are. There are people that hear somebody talking about dog whistles, or they're going to put you back in chains, and they really do believe that some other group has no value for them. I, I got to tell you, Don. I, I've been on this in the past, and and I just got to tell you. 
that when you have protests by the hundreds and thousands and protests with hundreds of thousands, hundreds and thousands of people in them calling the president a fascist, worse yeah. than Hitler, Nazi, um, you have Why to understand what that means. Good. When you are prepared yeah. to call the president of the United States a Nazi, you are prepared right. to be telling people that they have not only the right but the obligation and duty to violently overthrow that president, Absolutely. that Nazi. If you told me about a Nazi in power, I would take it upon myself to do everything I could to get that person out of power. Everything Absolutely. I could. I believe people have a moral obligation to destroy Nazism. You would be a hero if you had taken out Hitler. So how is it any different when you're calling Trump Hitler or a Nazi? Why would why is that not inciting violence? I mean, of course it is. Of of course, by certain definitions, it is. Well, morally, it is. Legally, it isn't. But morally, it is. And I don't know of 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 Donald Trump or for that matter, I'd be willing to be corrected on this. Any leader or leading spokesman of the conservative movement or Republican Party that called Joe Biden a Nazi or Nancy Pelosi a Nazi. I, I just don't know of it. I just don't know of the equivalent. I just don't know of those equivalents at all. Right. Right. They I mean, use the harshest the first, form of rhetoric on the other side, the harshest, the harshest form of rhetoric, and then shut us up or try and censor us for using milder forms. It's a very, it's a, it's a very hypocritical yeah. position. It's not liberal. You can yeah. call it whatever you want. It ain't liberal. Well, it doesn't make any sense either. How can the, how can the grandfather of Orthodox Jewish children be a Nazi? Correct. How can he be anti-Semitic? That's just ridiculous. Correct. So, Co- correct. Anyway. No, in and of itself being absurd. It is also a call to arms and action. Uh, when actors postulate the decapitation of Donald Trump or the assassination of Donald Trump, as Johnny Depp did, when they engage in homicidal fantasy, engage in homicidal fantasy, saying, "I hope he dies when he gets sick," as Pre- Hillary Clinton's press secretary said, when they hold plays in the park in New York that kill the president of the United States. I mean, if any of this were done in the 1960s, it wouldn't have been allowed. It just wouldn't have been allowed. But regardless of to whether it should have been allowed or not, if any of this were done in the 1960s, it's those actions that would have been attributed to the assassination of John F. Kennedy. You will recall that news commentators tried to say it was right-wing hate in Dallas that was responsible for the death of John Kennedy. Then, oops, the Warren Commission came out, and oops, historical records came out, and oops, we found out wasn't so much right-wing rhetoric that inspired Oswald. It was Marxist. He was a communist, and he did it for the cause of communism. This goes on and on and on with us, we on the conservative side of the ledger. And the truth is the shoe should be on the other foot. We'll be right back.
I'll make it easy on my definition of liberalism. I think Judge Learned Hand said it best about liberty in 1944 when he said it lies in the hearts of men and women, and when it dies there, there is no constitution, no law, no court can do much to help it. While it lies there, it needs no constitution, no law, no court to save it. And what is this liberty which must lie in the hearts of men and women? It is not the ruthless, the unbridled will. It is not the freedom to do as one likes. That is the denial of liberty and liberalism and leads straight to its overthrow. A society in which men recognize no check on any of their actions becomes a society where freedom is the possession of only a savage few. As we have learned to our sorrow, the spirit of liberty and liberalism is the spirit which is not too sure that it is right. It is the spirit which seeks to understand the mind of other men and women. It is the spirit which weighs their interests alongside its own without bias. It is the spirit which remembers that not even a sparrow falls to earth unheeded. It is that spirit of him who near 2,000 years ago taught mankind that lesson it has never learned but never quite forgotten, that there may be a kingdom where the least shall be heard and considered side by side with the greatest. I ask you, is that the spirit of what liberalism is today? Classical, neo, leftist, modern, contemporary? It is not. It is not. It is now the spirit which is certain that it is right and that no one else shall have a claim to any argument, much less truth, and so certain of its rightness that it is willing to ban and censor, cancel, fire, and harass those who disagree. There's a word for that spirit, tyrannical. God bless you all. Until Monday, class dismissed. Have a great weekend.